Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alberta Roundup. I'm your host, Rachel Emanuel. I hope you're having a great weekend so far. Let's take a look at what we're going to be talking about on today's show. Alberta Premier Daniel Smith will return to the Legislative Assembly. Smith also said she wants the federal government to cancel its carbon tax and federal fuel tax. The Alberta Court of Appeal upheld a decision to deny an unvaccinated woman an organ transplant, which she will die without. A former NDP MLA has pled guilty. Stay with us to find out why. And Edmonton has introduced a carbon budget. All that and more happening now on the Alberta Roundup. Voters in Brooks Medicine Hat on Tuesday elected United Conservative Party leader and Premier Daniel Smith to represent them as their MLA. Smith was elected with 54.5% of the vote, while NDP candidate Gwendolyn Dirk came second with 26.7% of the vote. Alberta Party leader and candidate Barry Mortashita came third with 16.5%. Independence Party of Alberta candidate Bob Leon received 1.8% of the vote. And the Wild Rose Independence Party candidate garnered 0.4%. Take a listen to Premier Smith's victory speech after the results came in late on Tuesday. My friends, the people of Brooks Medicine Hat have made their choice, and next year it'll be the turn of Albertans to make their choice. And that choice is clear. You can choose Rachel Notley and the NDP that increasingly takes their orders from Jagmeet Singh and Justin Trudeau at the federal level. Or you can choose a united, confident, and energized UCP, a UCP that will keep Alberta strong and free with more We are going to deliver more and better jobs, accessible health care, and a lower cost of living for you and your family. That is the choice. That is the only choice. The Premier also said her government will take unprecedented actions over the next few months to help Albertans weather the cost of living crisis. That includes help with electricity bills, targeted help for seniors, another fuel tax holiday, and genuine health care reform. Just one day after that victory, Premier Smith called on Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to axe the carbon tax and pause the federal fuel tax. In a letter to the Prime Minister on Wednesday, Smith said her government is taking action to help Albertans through the cost of living crisis. Well, she accused Justin Trudeau's imprudent policies of contributing to inflation. Quote, Canadians need governments to take immediate action to address this affordability crisis. An immediate and simple step your government should take is to cancel the planned increase in the federal carbon tax. Then on Thursday, while speaking at the Rural Municipalities of Alberta Fall 22 Convention, the Premier announced the creation of a Ukrainian task force to better engage with the Ukrainian community. She said that task force has been charged with coming up for recommendations with the government by January 15. Take a listen to some more of her comments at that conference. Let's talk a minute, though, about our priorities. In Canada, we are fortunate to be free of this kind of violence and conflict. However, that doesn't mean that we are immune to global instability. 
The global economy is currently facing a severe crisis of inflation and supply chain disruptions that hits all of us directly and indirectly, including right in our wallets. And while it would be great to have a federal partner who stands with us in fighting the affordability crisis, in truth, Alberta is on its own. When you combine skyrocketing inflation with federal policies that target the energy industry and damage the economy, the result is a crisis for regular working families. Whether it's fuel or electricity, groceries, fertilizer for our farmers, the cost of everything we need to live and to raise our families it has soared. We can't solve this inflation crisis on our own, but we can certainly balance the province's books as well as Albertan, help Albertans cope with the worst financial pressures. So in the coming weeks, and it won't be that long, this government is going to take decisive action to ensure that families don't have to choose between buying food and keeping warm in the winter. We're going to lower the cost of electricity to ease the financial burden for seniors and parents and vulnerable Albertans. Our government is going to ensure that they have more money in their wallets right away to meet the rising costs of life's necessities at this critical time. Our government is also going to lock in removing the provincial fuel tax and ensure that the gas stations lower the prices appropriately when we do that. Moving into the controversy of the week. On Tuesday, the Alberta Court of Appeal upheld a lower court's decision to deny an unvaccinated woman an organ transplant. They argued that clinical judgments are not subject to charter scrutiny. That ended Annette Lewis's bid to return to the top of the organ transplant list. Health Minister Jason Copping's press secretary, Steve Buick, told me that organ transplant programs are obligated to do all they can to ensure the best possible outcomes of a donated organ. He said patients awaiting treatments are required to be vaccinated against infections like tetanus, meningitis, influenza, COVID-19, and more. Quote, the requirements are set by clinicians to maximize the odds that organ donor recipients are able to live. He also said that the requirements are not new nor are they specific to COVID-19 or to Alberta, but are comparable to other transplant programs and based on common evidence and standard. But in response to comments from the health minister office, the Justice Centre for Constitutional Freedoms, which is representing Lewis, said the comments fail to consider that the COVID-19 vaccine is new and there is no long-term safety data available. Alison Pajovic, the lawyer overseeing the case, told me the government's response does not consider that the COVID-19 vaccines are new. Well, the other vaccines required have been around for decades. Quote, forcing terminally ill transplant candidates to take a new vaccine as a condition of life-saving surgery that is still in the testing phase for safety and efficacy is medically unethical. Pajovic pointed to evidence put forward in court, where both Lewis and the respondents agreed that there was no long-term safety data for the COVID-19 vaccines because the vaccines have not been around for long enough. She also pointed to the fact that the COVID-19 vaccines are still in phase three clinical testing trial for safety and efficacy. Meanwhile, the appeal court acknowledged that it's a virtual certainty that Lewis will die without an organ transplant. The Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms is considering an appeal to the Supreme Court of Canada. The ruling follows comments from Alberta Premier Danielle Smith, who said the unvaccinated have faced the most discrimination in Canada she's witnessed in her lifetime. She's also promised to amend the Alberta Human Rights Act to make it illegal to discriminate based on vaccination status. Former Alberta NDP MLA Thomas Dang has pleaded guilty to a charge under the Health Information Act. Dang was charged in June for illegally attempting to access private information contained in the Alberta Health Vaccine Portal in September 2021. He entered a guilty plea in provincial court last week. The Crown is seeking a $10,000 fine, while Dang's defense is asking for under $4,000.
You guys likely know the details of this story by now, but let's just do a quick refresher for those of you who are new to it. The MLA said he accessed a site to test vulnerabilities on the newly launched Alberta Health Vaccine Portal. He used former Premier Jason Kenney's birth date and vaccination dates, which are publicly available, to crack the site's privacy safeguards. Between September 19 and 23, 2021, Dang's computer program made 1.78 million queries using Kenny's personal information. Dang admitted to the RCMP the queries were randomly generated guesses aimed at revealing the premier's healthcare number. Dang ended up breaching the system and uncovering a woman's private medical information in the process. Okay guys, what we're watching in the weeks to come. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith has said she's interested to hear what COVID-19 vaccine skeptic Dr. Paul Alexander has to say to officials at Alberta Health Services. Dr. Alexander was a health advisor to former Republican President Donald Trump in the early stages of the pandemic. He's against lockdowns and COVID-19 vaccines, which he's called a gene injection bioweapon. And finally, you guys, moving into the Alberta politics funny moment of the week. The city of Edmonton has developed a carbon budget to measure the energy transition required to becoming a climate resilient city. I read this over a hundred page document so that you don't have to. You're welcome. The 2023 to 2026 carbon budget says the city is warming at one of the fastest rates in the world and that GDP costs increase with each degree of additional warming. The city now wants carbon budgeting to guide decisions by providing additional carbon emissions information. The citizens advocacy group Common Sense Edmonton is calling the document a massive waste of time, resources, and taxpayers' money. Okay guys, thanks so much for tuning in. That's all I have for you today, but you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram if you want to let me know what you liked about the show or what you think I missed. If you want to support our work over at True North, please visit donate.tnc.news. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend and God bless.